Hello and welcome to the Mexican special episode of the Spirit of Life in Ibiza podcast. We are sat here today at Chemoyil Club and Villas, a beautiful mother and daughter run eco-tourism hotel in the middle of the Mayan jungle, just 15 minutes from Tulum. Chemoyil is a traditional Mayan village that still very much holds the Mayan energy. Just in front of the hotel is the stunning Ishkakel Beach, which is one of the last wild and protected beaches in the area. The hotel holds many events, retreats, workshops and ceremonies, and we are here today to weave our magic with our own cosmic ceremonial event. My guest today is Victoria Sinclair, techno shaman practitioner, spiritual teacher, and founder of the Lotus Consciousness Program. As part of the Sinclair family, she descends from the Knights of the Templar lineage, who were keepers of the Kundalini energy. Victoria has spent many, many years honing her skills and crafts, and has spent time working with indigenous tribes, gaining much wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of different cultures and teachings. She has been working behind the scenes for over 20 years, but only now is she feeling the calling to start to speak out about her work in order to enable people to have a smoother awakening experience at this critical time in the process. So welcome, Victoria, to the Spirit of Life in Ibiza, Mexico special. Thank you, Nayavi. It's really good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess I should explain to the listeners out there that uh, we actually met in, in Ibiza. It was quite by chance that we ended up meeting and you made me aware of, uh, of a ceremony that you were going to be doing at the uh, Sacred Lands near Tannic Cave. And I was invited to this, but I had a bit of resistance to it because it was a plant medicine ceremony which helps to connect you to the land. Um, but I only do medicine when I feel a calling to it, and I haven't had that calling for a while. So I had the resistance to the medicine, but there was something in me that was just telling me I needed to be at that land. But because of the resistance, I, I ignored the, the land calling, and um, I didn't let you know that I was coming. And it was only the last, the, the evening before, that I decided, no, I need to go. So I got a pin from a mutual friend of ours, Lydia, who I've also done a podcast with. And uh, yes, so I, I, I took the journey to the pin. And I must say that I get lost coming out of my own front drive. So this, you know, you need to bear this in mind with this story. But uh, the pin took me to somewhere that I just thought, this is not where I'm meant to be. But I had a pin for, for Tannic Cave Car Park. So I just thought... I'm going to head there and if you're there you're there and I'm meant to be there and if you're not you're not and the pin took me again to somewhere completely random and there was an option of about three or four different ways I could have gone so I just thought screw it I'll just go this way and I turned up to this piece of land and I thought this isn't right and then in that moment that very magical moment um, you had forgotten something and you came back to that piece of land where I'd pulled up with the car so I just I realized straight away okay I'm meant to be here and I had some very magical experiences um, on the land. It was very powerful for me. Um, one of the things that came to me was actually a beautiful new gift. And I realized um, I was directed when I was on the plant medicine to just go to this space by myself on the land. And this amazing energy came through me from the land. And then it felt like I was then giving out this energy back to the land and that I was healing the land somehow. And I found out afterwards that actually the land there needs healing, but I had no idea. And in that moment, I was given the guidance that I was to go to Mexico with you. Uh, but I had to be waited. I had to wait to be invited by you. And here we are together. So I just wanted to tell that story so people understand why we're here together. And uh, of course, I would love to hear everything that you've been up to before I arrived, because you've actually been here for six weeks now. Uh, so we'll get back to that later on the podcast. But for now, I'd love to hear a little bit about your personal journey. Thanks, Nayabi. Um, so I guess I guess we have some similarities in our journeys, except I've not been the stockbroker. <laughs> but um, I think we both come from, you know, enjoying being in places like Ibiza, Ibiza um, and partying and being very social back in, back in the day and then going through awakening pr processes. And... I used to be part of the free party movement over 20 years ago, but started having kind of different experiences to what a lot of my friends were and started to understand patterns and synchronicities and started to realize that I had kind of psychic abilities that were starting to step up into something. 
But accompanying that was my malaise that was, was going on in the planet. I think the Iraq war was happening. It was kind of a setup. 9-11 had happened, all these sorts of things that we're finding out more information about. And, and yeah, I was pretty suicidal, really. And, um, and having these kind of what people would call psycho-spiritual experiences, but finding a very dismal, bleak world. And I was doing a lot of work in inner city areas, so in Manchester, so finding... Uh, myself pretty depressed and, and and starting to feel heavy energies and starting to feel affected by them so 20 years ago I went through what what shamans call the dark night of the soul and um, I guess there was a kind of bleed through in what I would consider what we might consider the normal world and other worlds and I had quite a lot of sicknesses and I started to realize there's something a process I'm going through and then I got attuned to Reiki and also did counselling qualifications and started giving myself more and more in service to communities and working on things like mental health lines, um, work, researching trauma and lots and lots of things. And then my journey as a kind of social worker in the sense of organising community projects and also a person who connects with other worlds deepened. That was an ongoing process that's grown over the years. And I was always what people might call a kind of awake person. So I went through, I, I was um, bombarded with religion when I was little because I grew up in Belfast, in Northern Ireland. So I had an experience which led me to be shown by spirit, what people call spirit, you know, a voice, a, an awareness, not to go to church anymore when I was 13 or something, when I had very profound light experience and so I had these different series of awakenings but actually for me a lot of awakenings took place on dance floors and in these collective spaces where I suddenly suddenly started to see and remember that this was something that we'd been doing for a very long time is ascending into altered states of consciousness and that there's a magic that can take place on dance floors so back in those days, the party scene was a place that was, I was uh, working with the Reiki and things, so I was kind of the hospital. And, um, and I was learning a lot about, you know, people on psychotic episodes, um, depression, crazy stuff, violent situations, uh, chaos, because a lot of uh, the free parties had a chaos, but then had an order to them. And somehow knowing that this was being a preparation for... Uh, a later time and then around 2011 which was actually the first time I came to Mexico that was when I kind of threw in the towel with working all the hours of the day doing social projects in inner city Manchester and creating hubs and networks and working till 3am chasing funding bids and then I realized I really had to deepen what I'd already started which was a relationship with places like the Amazon and Brazil and Colombia and I went on a deeper pilgrimage across the Americas um, over pretty much 2011 and 2012. And I think that that was when my own deeper commitment to being somebody who works with consciousness, which I'd been studying consciousness for a very long time. I used to basically do experiments on my own consciousness regularly. And, and then I did some studies. I did a transpersonal, ma uh, transpersonal psychology master's where I study things like shamanism formally and indigenous science. And I've been initiated into several lineages of energy medicine and psychotherapeutic tools, which now I fuse together. But um, I guess some of that's led me now to, it's not the right word, but we use it because people can understand it, earth keeping, which has become more than a hobby um, of working with the microcosm and the fractal of land um, to deepen our own connection to our own well-being because everything's a mirror, really. So we have this malaise and sickness and craziness in the world with humans and, uh, and it's mirrored in the environment. And actually, when we use our consciousness, we can actually uh, give offerings and do ceremonies where we're actually creating a bigger thread and actually our mental health gets better our health gets better our sense of belonging gets better so so that's something that's um 
quite big in my life about us finding our sense of belonging on many levels. And one of those is reconnecting to the earth, but also that's reconnecting with the earth through putting our feet on the earth through dancing. And so it takes us right back to all those parties and those hedonistic days, because I think that many of us have actually through through the years actually been tapping into a part of society that's always been there that some people call shamanic. And so that's a big aspect of my my journey right now is how we can how we can get back the the power of the dance floor and the power of the tribe when we come together in altered states of consciousness through a dance or even blue lotus or you know flower essences or cacao and and how that's actually becoming a more conscious bridge to maybe what we were doing that was a little bit more um damaging to our health our health on our tuesdays and wednesdays yeah, well, it's, it's actually an, another thing that is very interesting in this. And I, I actually mentioned in my first podcast that one of the things I'm looking to do is to work with a DJ, be on a dance floor and do my healing while people are just having a great time on a dance floor. And I've had this idea for some time, independent to me or so I thought. Uh, and then, of course, we met and then, you know, you're, you've, you've just spoken about some of this right now. And there's another lady who's on the um, who's in Mexico with us who was also in Ibiza with you. Mm-hmm. And I met there and we just randomly had a conversation two days ago. And um, she is also looking to do the same thing completely independently of myself, etc. So it's really interesting to see because. I know I, I remember reading many, many years ago that spirit places ideas in different people's minds. And there's a lot of arguments over who has ownership of this idea because the person believes, hey, I've, you know, on the other side of the world, I've been working on this for ages. And then somebody on the other side of the world has, has brought this out before I have. But I actually had an experience um, when I first started writing. I was writing cancer articles and I wrote this first article and I had this amazing conclusion, which was all about the matrix. And, you know, you take the red pill or the yellow pill or whatever it was. And again, this is like this is maybe seven, seven years ago. And I'd been guided to rewatch the matrix after my trip in South Central America. I wrote this amazing conclusion. But then I decided that there was too much information and I needed to split it into three different articles. And so I wanted to use this, I wanted to save this powerful conclusion for the last article. But what ended up happening, because those articles took a while to to come into fruition, all of a sudden I would start to see these conclusions being used in other people's writing, which to begin with I was really frustrated with because I was like, hey, that's that's my conclusion. I wrote that. Um, But yeah, I I got the message through a book coming into my um, energy field. Uh, which said that actually this is what happens. Spirit's working with so many different people. Uh, no idea is just yours. Mm. And so what's happening right now is Spirit are working with many of us collectively and then even you know, having the beauty of then bringing us together to work with this collectively and to co-create. So you know, I know we've been talking a lot over this time in Mexico that we've, we've got, some, got some good work to do this year, I think. Oh, yes. And um, I really love that you touched upon that because... This is a bit of a nut that we've got to crack on the planet, especially in like the Western Western world or the global north, as people call it, is this masculine. And I'm not trying to say this as men. I'm just sort of saying this part of our being, we all have a masculine and feminine side, this uh, material based, logical, vertical, organized concept that everything's ours. And it's my idea. And you stole it. And um we're coming into a more collective epoch. And, um, and, and one of the things actually in, in 2012 that some of the Mayan elders told us here, we were talking about, um, you know, wow, the, the relationships between men and women are really, you know, getting, getting crazy. And they said, yeah, it's going to be seven years from this point. And I can touch upon some of that, that work later. But um, it's really obvious to me now and I have I'm lucky because I I was interacting with these things like free parties where we were in a collective mindset you know there was no leader we would sort of telepathically organize and so I'm kind of programmed with that not saying I don't have an ego for sure we've all got an ego but um this time that we're coming into is really interesting because we have sort of a pretty chaotic world with you know the it's very evident to people that idiots are running the asylum and it's a really beautiful time. And I know a lot of people feel a lot of disappointment and malaise and frustration and with the Australian fires, a lot of, oh my goodness, eco grief. 
and and with that comes anger and hopelessness but these are actually if we look at the indian chakra system these are like the lower chakras which are all linked to the ego and the ego is the is competitive and we've been programmed to want somebody else's job to want the promotion and everything's got out of whack with nature because people don't really know where they belong or where their place is we're at a really critical crossroads because we really can't grow anymore. We don't have a new planet. And I think that everybody's starting to become aware of that, that the way the consumer culture has gone is just crazy. And, and that leads to this knowing that we have to come to a more feminine way, which is they say the females more su surrenders more and receives more. And what's happening, you know, you've seen we had a lunch the other day and we had all these women and we're all like, we were all sharing ideas and actually over a bit of tea and some lunch, we, we solved a lot of stuff and we didn't move. And, and we're actually, a lot of people are experiencing these big energetics at the moment where their bodies are going into sort of paralysis because actually the Mayans said that we're going to go into this time and lots of people are talking about this time of the divine feminine hitting the planet. And um, I do want to say that that we need to use those words with a bit of caution. Yes, it's time for the female energies in all of us to come so we have a balance between this really assertive territorial materialist thing and this female receptive. And when we start to find the equality in ourselves, we actually become more balanced. And um, so it's, it, it, it's, there are some people who would love to do away with the patriarchy completely and men, but it's not about that. We have to have our logical side and our structured side and our bit that is assertive. We can't just sit waiting for everything to come to us. But at the moment, we're going through a necessary rebalancing of that. And a lot of people are finding they're getting sick at their very young jobs. I know that, you know, you, you experience a very big, big boom, right? You've got to change. And, and this is happening to a lot of people. So what, what's happening more and more is that we're seeing this, this collective consciousness. And um, the old programming used to be, you've stolen my idea, but as you see, it's, it's in the field. And all of data, the more and more we learn about quantum consciousness, that everything is sitting in a kind of invisible field. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And there are these novel ideas coming through collectively. So, you know, the... the, the the right way around, I feel, for that is go, wow, somebody else is having the same idea. Let's talk. Let's work for me and must be a good idea. Hey, because we're getting these affirmations. And, and, but that, we're having to reprogram from that sort of childlike, it's mine, which is where we're at now. We're in a whole new epoch a whole new age and so we are kind of babies so we're going through a whole new awakening of I had this you know I think a lot of people talk about downloads or codes and um, I get this all the time you know but it's actually interesting because a lot of people are using computer terminology for these kind of spiritual or consciousness based uh, uh, developments that are happening so when we're getting downloads, we're getting something from the field or from our guides or from spirit, however people might describe it. And, um, and that's great. And, and lots of people are getting them at the same time because actually it's coming through like the sunlight or coming through our specific DNA and the way it communicates with us. So it's a really exciting time because there are lots of these cool ideas like let's have these amazing shamanic parties and do stuff from the dance floor. And, and um, lots of us finding as well you know I think that um we're also in this I think there's a lot of people like millennials are starting to eat more clean or cleanly I should say and um and I know that we we grew up in a more kind of hedonistic time and um and I've seen quite a lot of people go through shame for having you know really got got the t-shirt of partying and um and actually I really feel that for many of us if we if we lift the blinkers off we were being trained for something really cool and and there's a lot that was guiding us to be in these collective spaces and if we drop into switching off the monkey mind and the ego things like the dance floor and and what we call temporary autonomous zones and, and this is why so many people are not going to things like cacao ceremonies, ceremonies and ritual. We're wanting back ritual in our life. We want to find the way things work. And when we drop into that, we actually find where we are in the ecosystem. So we're all talking and we're like, right, let's, in fact, this afternoon we're doing a mini pilot because spirit brought us here. And we were both here in 2012. And we know where 
starting to share these ideas and and we're starting to get these visions and we're we're sharing with each other and then we're about to just go let's let's give it a go and then we can actually there's a huge planet full of traumatized people right now and dance is really big medicine and actually we've been in council with um several indigenous tribes and their lineages um and about the trauma and especially there's a lot of trauma with native peoples or first nations peoples and white people and and white people trying to project their idea of therapy onto native peoples is not really a good idea because it's a colonial principle and when we've had counsel actually sometimes what they say is we just we need to dance and actually we store trauma in the body and so there's no need for us to compete because the planet is full of traumatized people right now and and, and many of us are now getting these novel cures or ideas and going through our own journeys and it's often like the flavor of our lifestyle before or what was our wound and the flavor of yeah you know, how we socialize is, is is a template to actually how it's going to look now with a, an upgraded way because we're coming out now the mind said we're coming out of the solar plexus which is the third chakra in the chakra system and we move into the heart and the heart is where we start to have proper love and 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 real right relation and um and collectivity and so i read a while back and i love this and it is apparently scientific and um it said that we were individuated people um you know at first we were like pack animals so if a lion came we'd all just be running around without kind of any any survival instinct and we might all get killed and then as the ego kicked in we became more individuated and we and and that was all ending pre 2012 they say as the, the mayans and some people with certain cosmovisions believe we entered into a new gateway of time and that's constantly being upgraded and we're, we're, we're all in an, an evolution we're always going to evolve and if we think about the end of 2011 or the years before that a lot of bankers and cocaine and things like on TV these soap operas like Dynasty and Dallas and you know loads of ego everywhere and we're now kind of they say coming out of these shackles of the shadow aspect of that the ego gone wonky and coming into the heart where we come into the collective consciousness but with a more tribal feel and what they say is that when we merge the individualized consciousness and the collectivized consciousness because we all have a place like these we're sitting on all these trees and you can hear this beautiful rain coming each tree has a place we've lost that because everything's got all confused so when we know our place but we also open that radar to these collective ideas they say that that's actually where we can affect the space time continuum and to create the new times and so more and more people are becoming what they call sovereign beings free people and exercising free will by knowing what their place is but wanting to come into the field in service to this shift and we're coming into this kind of very interesting disco yeah which i'm looking forward to putting on this afternoon uh, and i actually i just want to touch on something you said then going back to talking about masculine and feminine energy and then you've just touched on um, sovereignty as well about being your own your own person your own individual and what I'd really like to say on that is that, um, you know, we, we have this thing around feminism. We have this thing with women fighting to be equal to men. Uh, and yes, you know, there was a time when bras did need to be burnt. That had to happen. We had to fight. But we are coming to a time now where it's not about fighting anymore. It's not about being in that masculine energy that we've just spoken of. It's about moving into the, the more feminine energy and about being women, powerful women in our own rights. But by that, I don't mean that we need to dismiss men or rise above men. We just need to accept that we are all very different. We are all powerful in our own ways. We no longer need to fight to be seen. We are seen. We all offer different things to the world. And I think if we can come together in that instead of fighting each other for that, and that's, that's kind of what this, this feminine energy is all about. It's, the, it's, like you said, moving into the heart centre, having that compassion for each other. Um, I actually did, we were on the sacred gathering in Ibiza um, a few months back, and uh, we did something called breath work. And I've done breath work a few times before, and it's a very powerful tool. When I've done this breath work previously, the instructions for the breathing has been a little bit more aggressive. But when I did the breath work with the beautiful Louise, who also lives on the island, um, she was very, very gentle in her, in her way. 
And I always have a problem. My ego is very strong, as many of our egos are. So whenever I do any of that kind of work, say gong meditation, for example, um, my because the, because the gong is so strong, my ego reacts very strongly against it. So I cannot go anywhere. My ego is saying, hey, no, I'm here and you are not taking me over. Uh, but when I work with a certain Kundalini yoga teacher in London who plays the gong strongly for, for a period of time and then she just stops and then she just sings beautifully with the guitar, this gentleness that goes, suddenly my mind just goes, whoa, I'm gone because my ego doesn't know how to fight against that. And what happened in the breath work was the same thing. It was this, this, this gentleness that my, my ego didn't know how to fight against. And I got this message just saying, you don't have to fight anymore. We're moving into the we're moving into this this yin energy, this feminine energy now where things are more gentle. They are more compassionate. They are more heart based. Um, and so we've all been trained to fight so hard against a system that is in that masculine energy. And again, we're not talking about male and female. We're talking about the, the two different energies that we all possess. Um, but yes, as that as that as that gentleness comes in, we're just suddenly able to just flow into the naturalness of who we are all meant to be. And like you say, sovereign, like so being the individual step into the power of who we are individually without competing to be somebody else. We don't want to be like men. Men don't want to be like women. We just need to be who we are. Totally. I, I fully resonate with that. Um, it, it's been really interesting few years because I think this restructuring in our systems is is huge, and um, I think I think for women that, and and for those people who follow astrology, people people would say that women have had their kind of go to really do their their shadow work and their vulnerable work and and to be start to be reconstructed, and now it's men's turn, and um, you know, and that's why. You know, it, it's super important that we don't have a bunch of Maggie Thatchers who want to castrate all men because they're actually going through a really pr big process and it's super important we have um, compassion and we're all in a planetary process. And something we've been noticing, we're, we're, we're a group of um, healing practitioners and I, I talk to people, I have a lot of networks around the world, so I kind of get breaking news of what's happening collectively, which, which helps me to keep sane, really, and also to feed back to other people. And we, we've been finding a thing which we've coined monoblob that's happening to a lot of people as we restructure into our masculine feminine side and the balancing of those. And some of us are being taken out where we're you know, used to being like super dynamic, multitasking, and that's what we've been programmed in the West or the global North to be. And then sometimes we're just like dribbling, looking at the wall, can, tunnel vision can only do one thing at a time. And we, th we start to think there's something really wrong with us. And... Um, and, and this can happen for prolonged periods of time, especially if we have an opposition to it. So we've been so conditioned to be successful and dynamic that I've got especially male friends who think they're like having a full breakdown. And I was doing some training in a psychotherapeutic modality a few years ago, and I was going through this process of monoblob myself. Mono, as in I can only be one thing, and two, the second thing is I'm a blob. And... Um, I was starting to notice these periods of slow, what we would call yin or feminine blobness. And then I'd go into, suddenly I could multitask again and I'd do eight zillion things at the same time. And I was feeling, I would thought there was a clash in, and maybe that I had some unacknowledged traumas that I had to look at. And, um, and then I, I looked into my system and, and actually it was not, it's not an opposition. It's like a naturally timed thing we're going through so that our systems can recalibrate. So what you're saying again about the these more feminine yin ways are super effective because we've been bombarded with we're bombarded with the Instagram and crazy TV and fake news and and stimuli all the time and actually some of it's traumatic and a lot of us have unresolved woundings from when we were little and these are kind of frozen but what happens is in this, these very competitive rat race worlds we have um, these management systems that are set up. So there are these super protectors in our own physical and energetic system that the minute something really like there's an oppressive thing coming on or there's something that might, 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 might try to heal me or might try to intercept my, my system, the management comes up and it's like, no way. It's like super security and the most hardcore nightclub you've ever been in. And then what's happening is these softer feminine ways, and I've dealt with some really butch men who they're like, nothing could touch me. And then we give them just a little bit of flower essence and they're gone. 
and because they needed that nurturing thing and we've got a sister here who's based in Ibiza as well and um she's uh she's working with this thing of exploring our vulnerability and um until we actually go to a point of vulnerability and and, and put up our hand we can't let other things in we can't become yin and and this thing of of us all being just a, you know, a child in the cosmos, we're all getting this chance to have these huge upgrades, but vulnerability is part and being yin and sometimes sitting still. And, and and that's a lot for the body and the psyche when we've been programmed never to stop, always to talk, always to be thinking, always to be working things out. And that actually takes up a lot of system memory and, you know, like a computer that's always on. And that's why so many people are having burnouts and breakdowns because their systems just actually really want to just collapse and have some TLC. And now we are in this huge developmental time. Actually, it's not like people can cover it up anymore. So we're meeting a lot of corporates who just, you know, they start like having a migraine the minute they walk into the in, onto the tube or whatever, you know, because actually our, our systems are going to take us out if we don't pay attention. So I say this so that maybe some people can start to go, oh, I'm having some of these signs because it's it's really like it's just so prevalent now. And there's and people and, and so people don't think they're going mad or that there's something super wrong with them. It's just the way that this change is happening, which is actually a really beautiful time because in all shamanic space and in all evolution, we have to go through these these crazy chaoses to come out like the phoenix out of the ashes. So I know when people look at things like, you know, currently, I don't know, you know, what day this will be aired, but we've got this Iraq possible war and all this crazy stuff. And then we've got Australian fire and it looks, I mean, it had to get to this because I don't think people would pay attention otherwise. But, you know, we've got Donald Trump, who is like a pantomime gone every level. And, and, and that's brilliant because people are starting to have a reaction. And so we're suddenly so riddled with this, toxic craziness that uh, and the bombardment that people are like there must be another way and, and and more and more of us are coming to telepathically almost find each other and, uh, and and with that we also find hope so I think that your podcasts are really great because this is such a critical time on the planet and and and, and sometimes just sharing these bits of information can be a lifeline like I'm not mad you know so I just want to express to the listeners you know you're probably not mad you, but you have to be a bit mad to work here you're probably yeah. more mad if you're still stuck in the cycle to be honest uh, sending people crazy all over the place um, but yeah I mean I'm glad you touched on Donald Trump as an example because I remember when when he was uh, voted in and um, I just thought this is a really good thing because even though it's obviously and we're sitting in Mexico and I think a lot of the Mexicans have obviously been Mexicans living in America have been affected by this and they certainly won't think it's a good thing right now as we're going through the process but um, I've always had the gift of the gift to see much further into the future than what's happening right now and uh, yeah what I what I always see is that you know there's many of us who've known the world's insane for a long time but there's many people who haven't quite seen it yet and now like you know the world is literally insane and we followed America or the western uh, many of the western world have followed America idly for many many years and now people are stepping up and saying hey you know how can we follow a country that has voted in Donald Trump so we don't want to go too political on this but it's just more to say that these things you know these things that are happening that seem awful at the time and of course they do affect individuals in that way and I'm, I don't mean to be disrespectful of that because people are going through hell but you know these these things that it's it is always a gift in the long run, and the same with um, I say this of everyone's personal journey as well. When you when you're hitting rock bottom, it's it's generally one of the biggest gifts you've ever had, and it certainly was my burnout. Certainly was, and just going back to what you were saying about burnout, there I think this this burnout, which is becoming an epidemic really um, across the globe, it is a gift because it's the gift of consciousness. It's the gift that is allowing people to hit rock bottom and then allow that phoenix phoenix to rise from the ashes and find the yin energy that we were just talking about so uh, thank you for bringing that up um yeah it'd be lovely to hear a little bit about what you've been doing out here in mexico because i've only joined you for the the back end of your trip so you've been on quite an adventure i believe before i got here oh goodness where to start so i guess 
I have to thank Donald Trump for this one. This is the kind of way the world is rolling these days. At the beginning of 2018, I was going to the States. And I, obviously, I was here in 2011 and 2012. And I visited here before. And I was involved in 2012. I received insights that I had to help to organize some gatherings with tribal groups in Palenque in 2012, which was a very big a big time and a big place. And, and it certainly opened many doors in my life with deepening my work with tribes and deepening my own ceremonial kind of space holding um, work and my international work in certain realms. And, and I knew that the Mayan elders had kind of said, oh, you know, there's this seven year thing with the male, the men and the women. And I, you know, I was like, okay, that's an interesting thing. But I, I didn't know or have any attachment to being in Mexico in 2019. And then at the beginning of 2018, I was going into the States to visit some friends ahead of doing a yoga teacher training. And I got stopped and um, I don't work with marijuana. And um, I had, they asked me how I got, they, you know, they, because possibly how I look, they asked, they started being really aggressive with me. And then I realized that somebody had given me a little bottle of, of hemp oil with no THC in it that I never even take. And for some reason, I watched myself go, here you go, and gave it to them. And then they, 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 they refused me entry for the States. And, um, and I thought I had this journey with yoga to do. And I should have got sent back to Ireland, my home country, but there were no flights. So they went, we're sending you back to Mexico because you obviously like it there. So then I was like, okay, there's something going on here. What is this? And, and uh, I started to as we do look at signs and synchronicities and follow a bit of a path which did lead to yes indeed there was going to be something happening in 2019 which I still didn't know until this year would I be involved but we, we knew we were set, setting some stuff up and some of it was helping female elders to feel like elders because I think that one problem all around the world is that we have women especially as they reach more senior years and they haven't had maybe the privilege that we have to go and go to ceremonies or travel or have psychotherapy or you know do do inner work and these are our elders but a lot of them have still got inner child issues or abundance issues and um, it's very difficult because we should be paying more respect to our elders and, and helping tribal systems of a sort helping some sort of ecosystem to come back so we ended up doing a retreat, which was very much about let's start to look at how we reconfigure society. So let's have a retreat that's not just a bunch of whiteies prancing around with Mexicans cleaning the toilets. So we gave free places to the women from the Americas who were in their older years. And we did a lot of intensive supporting of them in the, the constellations and we, we brought together uh, wisdom keepers and different people holding different lineages as a very small um, kind of activation work. And then we were shown to come back this year and to make a series of pilgrimages, which were very much about looking at what they call the serpent energies on the planet, which is something that my own lineage, oh, I, I've only really got the full this layer of codes, codes meaning knowledge is pertinent to me and my understanding of it and how I fit in with it that comes sometimes from the field or from spirit as we were talking about. So this year I've had a big journey based on what happened in Mexico with the serpent frequency, which I realize I've been studying and working with as Kundalini work and as DNA work and um, as working with certain plants and working basically with cleaning trauma out of our roots so that we can become free and free our ancestors and so many of us have you know issues with our parents and our families and realizing that we now know that that trauma and patterns are carried in the dna but now we know we can clean those with sound and medicines and light so i realized that i am working with an intersection of those things and that we're at a point now where the planetary kundalini is, is rising and falling in a new equilibrium of the masculine and feminine energies on the planet. And that is also the same as what's happening in our own bodies. So it's looking at how we could work with the 2012 energies, which were very much about this war between the Mayans were saying, oh, you know, the masculine and feminine, it's gonna be this seven years of 
and that the astrology somehow of the end of 2019 was seen to be something of um, an upgrade of the serpent frequencies and the codes that came to the planet in the field in 2012, as they say, a new gate of time opened. And that's obviously an evolving process, but a lot of people we know had sort of big awakenings around 2013. And we have different layers of people suddenly going, wow, I've just realized that I I can connect with dead people, or I know what's gonna ha- what, who's gonna phone before they ring and things like this. And, and so we were here with this, a group of elders and people from these lands and, and, and doing pilgrimages at certain sacred sites that have um, certain frequencies. And this is linked to a series of works that are going on. They, they say that this is coming through a lot of different media. They say that as we went into the solstice period, which was 21st of December 2019, into this series of eclipses, which we're just in at the moment, that the divine feminine energy was landed on the planet. And of course, the female always comes first because the female gives birth. And um, and then they say that in this next year, this is when the noble masculine comes in. This is why it's really important that we're not Maggie Thatchers and taking over the show because men need to step into their godlike status. We don't need a bunch of traumatized guys. We want to give them that space to help them to be on their journey and see their potential because we're all to come together. So that was part of the job. And part of the job was also to share lit- wisdom from different lineages because we... A lot of us who awaken and come from countries where we don't have such a, um, an obvious native culture, um, a lot of us don't remember our roots, but that's, that's, that's perfect in its own right because a lot of us are receiving, like you have this, this connection with your, your guides and we're to receive information a different way. And part of the Hopi prophecy, which some of you may have heard of, is is that, you know, there's a, a time when the Rainbow Tribe comes. And the Rainbow Tribe are more the people like us who don't actually have a firm lineage um, that we know about or, or are in the process of discovering that. And meeting that with the indigenous lineage holders who they hold a very straight line as gatekeepers. And we come in with a more fluid serpentine frequency in a way. And, and the serpent is... Um, is an archetype that's known in all cultures and it really represents our roots and connecting with our roots. And our roots are also our trauma and our story. And so many people try to shut the door on that, but our roots are actually where our gifts lie. So when we find out where those weak spots were and we overcome them, that's when we come into the right way of the relation with the serpent. And when we get beyond this kind of 101 childlike way of it's mine and the ego's relation to suddenly having these new gifts, so this was, we were part of many, many groups of people connecting all around the world. There are more and more, there, there are more and more thousands of people starting to do this work and getting plugged in, just like you were plugged in. You knew you had to be here. You were here seven years ago, as was I. So we were both here, but we were yet to meet. And now we both very much work with these kind of, some people would say priestess lineages, but you know, this thing of, of working with temples, and working with the arts and, and bringing back something which we're only rediscovering now. So there were many things going on and different sites, because everywhere is different, had different frequencies. So we were working with Mayan shamans and they were sharing with us their medicines. And, um, and now where we sit here today, which is our kind of last gathering, and we're all here having our cosmic disco, we're about to go into another eclipse and we're... Uluru has just closed down for, for people walking up it in Australia. And, and this is a, something that is a very big example of the colonization codes, which are also when the masculine has gone wrong because it's stepping into other people's territory. It's too yang, as people might call it. And people for years have been climbing Uluru and it really upsets the local people because it's a spiritual center and it's got a bigger function than most people who just want to be believe in the scientific will we'll understand and but the elders do and some rainbow tribe people do and it's believed that at the time of us making this this broadcast that that there's going to be an upgrade in that energy and and it's interesting because that it's now banned from being climbed on and the people who live around it are now healing 
from what has been like a contamination of their energy body because they're so connected to the land. And we're very connected to that land because we were here several years ago with the blessings and with artifacts from elders, well, not elders, leaders of, of, the, of the origins of Australia to connect these lands with there. And so people are feeling that, and, and this, ma this maps with the astrology of the time that we're going to come into this huge new time where integrity is going to be really important. And it's in interesting that Donald Trump's been impeached and there are lots of things up for question at the moment within political and social systems and banking systems. And yes, that also reflects into our own personal lives and us having to step more into truth of who we are and what our potential is. So there's a really big cleaning going on and a part of our work here in these lands was to revisit the energies from 2012 with a knowing that we're now coming into this time of a balance with the masculine and feminine and to explore that. But, you know, even within our group, you know, quite it, the men definitely were finding it a lot more challenging because men are, are it, men are still going through their process and our masculine side is all going through a process. So, yeah, um, kind of a bit out there it may sound but this is something that more and more people are finding that they suddenly find they have resonance and know they have to be in a place and we have like a growing amount of people who are realizing that there's something in their story that seems to resonate with the the codes of an area so that can be archetypes like you know some some people love bees or spiders or hummingbirds and this is how shamanism works, not the only way, but archetypes. And this is also in Jungian psychology is that we follow sometimes signs and archetypes. And, 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 and the universe um, has messages for us all. You know, sometimes we put on the radio and there's a song that's just we know is, is, is we're supposed to hear it at that moment. And more and more people are waking up to this synchronicity. So we followed signs and quite a lot of us came here and you're here now and I'm here. And today is our final cosmic disco. And then we actually, some of this thread is then going to go to England and then out to more easterly parts on the planet. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, just touching back on what you were saying there about how we were both here seven years ago, obviously completely independent of each other and both had the calling to be here now. And um, yeah, so seven years ago when I was, um, was travelling in South and Central America, I had many incredible experiences. It was a very big awakening for me. And I actually mentioned on uh, another podcast that uh, on 21st of December 2012, I was flying from BPM Festival in Mexico to um, volunteer in an orphanage in Ecuador, which I've only recently realised that how much that signifies me flying away from my old life or starting the journey to move away from my old life into my new life. Um, and anyway, I, a couple of months after I got back from... So, uh, from traveling in South Central America, I went to India. And India was always a place that was known for the, the spiritual energy. And what I really noticed when I was there was that I was really aware of there being this high spiritual energy, or what I would call spiritual energy, in when I was in South and Central America. But when I went to India, it felt more religious, it felt more heavy. And I didn't understand that just off the back of what, you know, it's always been India and Tibet has that, has that spiritual energy. And then this book came into my energy field, The Serpent of Light Beyond 2012. And what that explained in there was that the author and many other people um, like him were on a bit of a pilgrimage like yourself and that um, they were being guided to move the Earth's Kundalini energy of the back of the 13,000 year cycle that was happening in 2012. Um, the Kundalini energy needed to be moved to different places and so it was moved from uh, Tibet and India into the Americas. Uh, so that then explained to me why, you know, why I was feeling that energy. And that was that. The book was forgotten about. End of story. Although it's not the end of the story because seven years later, when I was on the land at Tanit with you and I had that magical experience where I felt like I was healing the land, I was reminded again of this book. And so I started to read it before I came out here. And I just had the awareness of the, the work that was being done by the people in this book and the pilgrimage they were on was very similar to what you are doing now, obviously at a different time, um, seven years on. So again, it's just, it's just that beautiful synchronicity that you spoke about that 
just everything's just inter interweaving all the time. So I've I've, I've already mentioned that there's um, that there's some work we're going to be hopefully doing together this year, and I'm really excited to be working with you and learning from you and seeing what unfolds. But um, yeah, we we kind of been, we're looking at this like these conscious cosmic discos and conscious festivals. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some, some of the work that you've already done with conscious festivals? Yes, and I'd like to just finish with a, a little bit of a, a link in with you. It's really interesting because last year we were shown that this work was continuing. You went out to Asia, we went to Asia last year, and we've been sent out there again. But actually, this thing where they, they believe that these spiritual polarities of the planet, of the Himalayas and the Americas, are, 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 are swapping, and this is an ongoing thing. So we're back here, and um, but we've both been to the Himalayas and, and all of this stuff, so it's just amazing. And so... There's one man called Robert Kuhn who talks about the Earth Kundalini as well. He's different from Jumfalo Melchizedek, but he believes that the heart chakra of the planet is Glastonbury. And a lot of people are being called, obviously it's a very sacred place, but obviously we have Glastonbury Festival and it's the 50 year anniversary. And it feels like a lot of consciousness is going to be pinned with that site because it's right in the middle, in the middle of the solstices, when there's an eclipse happening, Glastonbury Festival happens a few days later. And what we're being shown is that the UK is going to be really important for this consciousness shift that we're in. And it's sitting in the middle of the masculine and feminine axis in many ways. So that's a bit of the cosmic story. But I, a lot of us are really passionate just about bringing something back to the dance floor and bringing this, this, this ultra state of consciousness that can come just from us going into these spaces together and really good tunes, proper music. And a lot of people are now going to things like sober parties or ecstatic dance. And there's, again, this, this, this little cosmic epi epidemic of us starting to find each other to start to make events. And so we've been piloting things with some people in the Common and Shangri-La and other places of Glastonbury and at Boomtown Festival. And it feels like a really important summer. And I know that many people are starting to, I know that I used to get really bored if I didn't have a mission at festivals. And even if it's one thing to do, and it would just stop me from just getting, you know, just this is this whole thing. People, people end up kind of um, self-destructing and over-consuming when they don't have a role. And this is why we've got so many addictions and crazy things, because people are just become like a bit of a zombie. So we're starting to create these activation pods with groups of people who might want to just dance for something do you know a rain dance or a sun dance or whatever and but actually to start to create these con these collective consciousness fields on dance floors because that's what we always did back in the day many 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 lives ago so mission is on and it's really interesting because in these conjunctions of time and linked to Drumvelo's work or Robert Kuhn's work Glastonbury and the UK are super important and this summer is super important so I only know the little bit I know for now, but I know that we're all starting to find each other. And so I do encourage anybody who's feeling that they'd like to start to come into like a, a higher vibration with their partying and is feeling a bit bored and a bit lost because that's generally 85% of people, I think. Or finding the tunes a bit, don't travel anywhere. They don't go to that state, that, 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 that cosmic state that they used to. Or, you know, some people have tapped into that. Let's go for it this summer. It's, we may as well and so we'll, we'll be doing it obviously on the island as well really looking forward to it I've had a call to, I've had a bit of a calling to do some work in Glastonbury for some time and I couldn't get my head around you know what that was going to be I mean particularly as I've just started to learn to sing and that information came in at the same time I was like seriously you're not you're not really trying to tell me that I'm meant to be singing on stage at Glastonbury are you guys um but uh, but yeah it's interesting to see you know as as we're as we're talking it looks like the work's going to be very different so nobody's going to be subjected to my voice on the main stage at Glastonbury oh, just yet <laughs> I mean it may unfold I've still got still got still got some singing lessons to go um but yeah, just really, really excited to, to get involved in uh, whatever's going to be happening this year. So yeah, big work. 
Um, and we, we are coming towards the end of the podcast, but there is one thing I wanted to ask you because one of the first things um, you spoke to me about when when we first met was the work that you've been doing with the tribes in terms of receiving apologies from the Yang or the masculine countries and giving them to the Yin countries. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that work, please? Certainly. This has been an ongoing work. So we, we're just, again, part of the little collective that's plugged into this. And we have... If you look at any argument argument situation, when people are in a deadlock, a head-to-head, it just usually means needs for somebody to bite the bullet and just acknowledge, like, I acknowledge how you feel, or, you know, I'm sorry, or and then everything can dissipate. You know, we can move on. We cannot necessarily move on, and we're in planetary crisis, unless we shift some ancient energies that are sitting, again, in this consciousness field of this stuckness. And the... Countries who would be regarded as more feminine or yin are usually the ones that have been colonized. So there's been a series of work going under, underway in, in different countries to for the yang countries to apologize to the yin. So it, there have been several activities of this, but certainly it happened last summer and also in 2015 in the UK to international elders. And um, we've been in a process of giving apologies in Guatemala and in this land. It was very, very profound. We had an, a female elder from England who apologized to the Mexicans. And to, today, I believe we may be having an acknowledgement from a, a Spanish female to the Mexicans about this yin yang. And what happens when we do that is suddenly the, 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 these heavy energies that sometimes sit can move because we're, we're, we're basically essentially talking that we're going to shift our timelines to a time where we're more sovereign, where we all know our place, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to acknowledge the past. And this is like one of the first laws of working with trauma is acknowledgement. So within all of us, even as a microcosm, so I mean a fractal here, we need to sometimes even look in our own ancestral pattern and also look in our own system and acknowledge where there was ever a colonizer energy and 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 acknowledge it but then it can be let go so there's a huge process underway right now of of these acknowledgements and this is dissipating huge stuck energies and i do hope that this can take place in places like israel palestine and some of us will be there in the coming months energetics and voice and intention can do so much and and i think especially for those of you who are english and listening from england Brexit is underway and and England we talk about dark night of the soul and going to the the bottom of the pit in order to come up I think that this is all very timely for England's colonial past and England a very small country thinking it's very big um, to to look at its collective ego and I mean this with love um, to, to to look and and to to, to acknowledge and to acknowledge countries like Ireland and, and Scotland and, and to also acknowledge its colonial past because when people put their head in the sand, it doesn't go away. And England has this, this beautiful turning point into a new, it's a new national identity, a new way of being. And I feel that for people to recover, what will have some traumatic um, aspects of the, the onset of Brexit could be very easily dealt with if people can, in their own way, acknowledge their relation to other countries and their relation as a a powerful country and its colonial legacy. Because we all have things in our past and in our ancestral lines that can stop us from actually being who we want to be. And I think that this is, pride is a big thing. And it's a big thing for all of us who come from privilege um, to just put our hand up. But actually, it's the most noble thing is just for us to to say on behalf, usually of our ancestors, you know, um, I hold my hand up from what my ancestors did, because this this humility that I feel is lacking in a lot of Western and, and northern global north countries, this humility to do that, the, the rest of the world is kind of waiting for the Donald Trump type people to have some humility. And, 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 and if we can all do that and, and play our little part in that, this, this baptism of fire is going to be a lot easier and a lot more love filled. And, and, and it really doesn't take much to create this beautiful ocean of compassionate re-remembering with people because it's these countries represent the feminine side and, and if we continue to just be young and I don't acknowledge and da, 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 we can't come to the next bit which is remedy and re- restoration on planet earth as a collective species and our species has a lot to answer for right now so we do need to really get with the program because you know if 
we need only look at what a lot of scientists are saying. No matter what people want to say about carbon dioxide or climate change, we've got plastic bags in the oceans, plastic bags, we've got too much meat consumption, we've got big problems. And um, a bit of humility could be the, the tipping point and the turning point into a whole new epoch that's based on the heart and expansion and community in the right way. Well, thank you so much for that, Victoria. It's been um, it's been a real honour to sit and listen to to a lot of your wisdom and your teachings. And I, I know that we are only just scratching the surface um, on this podcast with with your wisdom and what you know and the work that you're doing. Um, and um, yeah, I, I already know that I would love to invite you back onto another podcast so we can go even deeper with that. And of course, we're on air, so you're going to have to say yes. <laughs> Yes, we're done. We're in. But if anyone would like to connect further with Victoria or look at any uh, or um, connect with some of the work that she's doing, um, you can check out her website, the Lotus Consciousness Platform, which I will put into the introduction notes for the podcast. But yeah, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you so much, Nayabi. Really enjoyed being here.